Good morning, and welcome to Simply Politics. It's Thursday, February 1st. On today's show, a Thai court rules that election winners must stop trying to change the royal insults law. Plus, find out why Trump is guaranteed to win all of Nevada's presidential delegates. And a GOP senator doesn't want to pass a tax bill because it could make Biden look good. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Politics. We start off with a significant ruling from Thailand's Constitutional Court, which has ordered the Progressive Move Forward Party to stop advocating for changes to the country's royal defamation law. This decision could potentially lead to the dissolution of the party. To delve deeper into this, we have our correspondent here with us. Can you explain the implications of this ruling? Certainly, David. The ruling pertains to Article 112 of Thailand's Criminal Code, also known as the Majeste Law. This law protects the royal institution from criticism, imposing severe penalties on violators, including up to 15 years in jail per offense. Critics argue that this law is often used to suppress political dissent. The Move Forward Party, which won the 2023 general election, campaigned heavily on amending this law, among other democratic reforms. However, this ruling now puts the party's future in jeopardy. What led to this court ruling? The ruling came after a petition by Terayot Suwankasorn, a lawyer associated with royalist politics. He argued that the Move Forward Party's election campaign proposal to amend the royal defamation law violated a constitutional clause against seeking to overthrow the system of constitutional monarchy. The court agreed with this argument, unanimously voting that the party's actions were an attempt to overthrow the democratic system under his patronage. What has been the reaction from the Move Forward Party to this ruling? The party's then-leader, Pita Limjaroenrat, expressed disappointment at the ruling, calling it a lost opportunity to use parliament to build consensus on such a critical issue. He emphasized the party's intention to find a balance between the protection of the monarchy and freedom of speech in modern Thailand. However, he acknowledged that the ruling paves the way for further legal action that could potentially dissolve the party. What does this mean for the future of political discourse in Thailand? The ruling is seen as a significant setback for those advocating for a more liberal atmosphere surrounding discussions of the monarchy a movement that has grown since the death of King Bhumibol Adulyadej in 2016. It also highlights the ongoing tension between the conservative royalist establishment and progressive political forces in the country. The Move Forward Party and its supporters believe that the establishment is seeking to eliminate the party as a political force through court rulings and state agencies, which are staunch defenders of the status quo. Thanks for that analysis, Celeste. Now, shifting our focus to American politics, in Nevada, Donald Trump is set to win all 26 of the state's Republican presidential delegates, thanks to the state's Republican Party's maneuvering. Critics, however, are calling this a rigging of the vote. Here with us to discuss, this is our correspondent, James. Can you give us more insight into this situation? Certainly, David. The situation in Nevada has been described by some as a complete pro-Trump scam. The state's Republican Party has been accused of manipulating the process to ensure that all 26 of the state's Republican presidential delegates 
go to Donald Trump. What exactly is the nature of this alleged manipulation? The specifics haven't been fully detailed, but it appears to involve maneuvering within the state's caucus system. Critics argue that the process has been set up in such a way that it heavily favors Trump, effectively guaranteeing him all of the state's delegates. And what has been the response from the state's Republican Party to these allegations? The state's Republican Party has not yet responded to these allegations. However, it's worth noting that these claims are coming from critics of the party's actions, including the former Nevada GOP chair, who has been particularly vocal in his condemnation. What could be the potential implications of this situation? If these allegations are true, it could raise serious questions about the integrity of the delegate selection process in Nevada. It could also potentially influence the outcome of the Republican presidential nomination, given that Nevada's 26 delegates could be a significant factor in a closely contested race. Thanks for that analysis, James. We'll certainly continue to monitor this closely. In related news, over in Washington, Senator Chuck Grassley, our Iowa, has expressed skepticism about the passage of a bipartisan tax bill, suggesting it could bolster President Joe Biden's image and enhance the Democrats' prospects in the 2024 presidential race. Grassley fears that re-electing Biden could jeopardize Republican efforts to extend Trump-era tax cuts. Here to delve deeper into this is Michael, our correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you tell us more about Grassley's concerns? Certainly, David. Grassley's concerns stem from the belief that passing a tax bill that makes the president look good could lead to his re-election, thereby hindering the extension of the 2017 tax cuts. He specifically mentioned the potential for checks to be mailed out before the election, although the bill does not actually include checks for Americans, but a tax credit. So what does this tax bill actually include? The bill in question includes a child tax credit, but unlike the 2021 child tax credit, it does not include monthly checks for qualifying parents. The Republican-controlled House Ways and Means Committee has stated that the Biden administration would be explicitly prohibited from manipulating the bill's tax relief to send politically timed refund checks. And what is the Senate Finance Committee's stance on this bill? Grassley, who is a member of the Senate Finance Committee and its former chairman, has stated that the committee won't be looking at the bill until it passes the House. He mentioned disagreements over whether the bill disrupts the strategy for extending the 2017 tax bill in 2025. What's next for this bill? The bill is expected to face a House vote soon. If passed, it would expand the child tax credit and provide certain tax breaks for businesses. The $78 billion package would lift the child tax credit's $1,600 refundable cap and adjust for inflation while enhancing refundable child tax credits. It would also restore some tax cut policies passed during the Trump administration that have expired. Who are the key players in the negotiation of this deal? The bipartisan deal was negotiated between House Ways and Means Committee Chair Jason Smith, Armo, and Senate Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden, D. Orr, who lead the respective tax writing panels. It's worth noting that Grassley's spokesperson has stated that he looks forward to providing input when a finance committee markup is scheduled. Thanks to Simply Politics reporter Michael for shedding light on the ongoing debate surrounding the bipartisan tax bill. Now, shifting gears to another political matter, 
Former President Donald Trump's affiliated committees have spent approximately $27 million on legal fees in the last six months of 2023, according to recent federal election filings. This brings the total for the year, which saw four separate indictments, to nearly $50 million. Despite the mounting legal costs, Trump, the GOP presidential frontrunner, has leveraged the legal cases against him as a powerful fundraising tool. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about Trump's fundraising apparatus and how it's being affected by these legal costs? Certainly, David. Trump's political fundraising apparatus is vast, but the recent filings reveal that the cost of legal fees is becoming a significant burden. For instance, Save America PAC, one of the groups Trump uses to raise money, spent $24.3 million on legal consulting in the last six months of 2023. This includes payments to firms representing Trump in various cases, including his efforts to overturn the 2020 election and the defamation case filed against him by author E. Jean Carroll. How has this affected the financial standing of the Save America PAC? While Save America PAC raised $36 million over the last six months, $30 million came from Make America Great Again, Inc., a Trump-affiliated super PAC. However, after spending $35.2 million in the second half of 2023, almost as much as it raised, Save America ended the year with just $5 million in cash. It seems that much of the money originally provided to MAGA Inc. by Save America has been returned to Save America, which has been the primary vehicle for paying Trump's legal fees. What about other Trump-affiliated groups? Have they also been contributing to these legal costs? Yes, another Trump-affiliated group, the Make America Great Again PAC, spent $2.4 million on additional legal consulting in the second half of 2023. Both groups also reimbursed another company millions more for legal fees, although it's unclear whether these fees were associated with complying with federal campaign finance law or with investigations into Trump's effort to overturn the 2020 election. What about the legal fees for Trump's aides? Is there a separate fund for that? Yes, there is a fund known as the Patriot Legal Defense Fund, which raised more than $1.6 million from July to December, according to its filing. However, it's important to note that this fund does not contribute towards Trump's personal legal expenses. How are these legal battles affecting Trump's campaign efforts? Trump's legal issues have certainly taken him off the campaign trail and into courtrooms, monopolizing resources and diverting his attention. His rival for the Republican nomination, Nikki Haley, has criticized Trump over his legal spending, arguing that he can't beat Joe Biden if he's spending all his time and money on court cases. That was Simply Politics reporter Bella, providing insights on the impact of legal costs on former President Trump's political fundraising. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Politics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.